Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I'm Jay Warmke. And I am Annie Warmke. That's you. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about, uh, so you want to change the world or... Uh, let's go out and make some good trouble. That's, no, that's right. That's a nice learn, thing. Learn how to do right, it. That's so, the problem. So when it comes to trouble, uh, I have the country's leading expert here with us, uh, Annie Warmke. So, Annie, um, what, what are you, what are you exactly what are you exactly talking about? Because I know this was a discussion you wanted to have. Um, well, just to say that what has happened in recent years is that we have run out of the traditional options of making change when we want to change our culture or our neighborhood or even our personal lives. And so, so, so many of those traditional things just, you know, yeah, and I'm going to talk about it. that in a minute because yeah. um, people keep telling us to do those things. And that's the definition of insanity right now. Keep repeating the stuff that doesn't work. Um, but so, so I wanted to create some classes at Blue Rock Station, a couple of classes, one in the spring and the fall, and we're going to do that for a weekend. And the goal is to, as I began to- create to, troublemakers? Yes, mm -hmm. to create leaders and to help people <laughs> that want to make change in their own life first and then the life around them. And I'm not interested, if you want to you know, get the president elected or whatever, you should go find a Democrat or Republican. Um, what I'm interested in is how we make real change, local change. That's where the change happens now, uh, needs to happen now if we're going to have any kind of rippling effect. But anyway, so so I had somebody that I care deeply about say to me, you know, I think activism is blasé and nobody cares. So I started looking into that and saying, wait a minute, I know I live in a lot of isolation, but I, I still know stuff that's going on. So I went to some of my friends that are really high up in the Biden administration. I went to friends who do a lot of social justice work and I found out that she's completely wrong. <laughs> and that surprise, surprise, that surprise. people want to make change. They uh -huh. want to, they want to make a good kind of trouble, like John Lewis would say. Well, they want effective change. They they want to yeah. see that something is getting better than what it has been. You know, we've always said that. Oh, we want the next generation to have it better. Although I never understood that. No, I wanted my generation to have it better. Okay. Well, I never understood <laughs> who cares? that. Who cares what comes later? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so there are a lot of people. I would say the vast majority feel like they don't even think about that they could have any impact in their community or even their personal lives. It's just blah, blah, blah. Just trying to get through the day. So, yeah. So I, so I intend to do some workshops and, and the thing, the kind of things that I'm going to break that down a lot today and maybe another episode, but the kind of things that I want to have happen is for people to develop what I would call in business a project man management plan, saying what is it I want to do and then how can I do it and then learn you know, the creative ways that you make this happen. And we'll do some art around making a banner. Uh, we're going to talk about how to cook food with the sun because you may be at a festival or some kind of demonstration and you need to have some pasteurized water or some food to eat. Or, and, or a blackout with no water. Well, that's true. And uh, and so we're, we're just going to talk about all the ins and outs. And yes, I am an expert because my entire career has been what you told me once when I was feeling quite discouraged. 
in the early days of trying to develop rural projects for battered women. And you said, Annie, every you're you're an agitator. You're well, absolutely every washing machine, machine needs, needs an, an agitator. agitator. And then I should put it on my business card, which <laughs> I never did because I, I didn't have to. People understood that that was my job. Um, so anyway, so, so when I looked online to see what do people say about how are you going to change the world and, uh, and they don't say about making good trouble, they just don't even define well, that. But that term came or at least was popularized by well, John, John Lewis. Lewis. Yes. Uh -huh. I just mentioned him. Yeah. 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 Are you listening? Not, not See, particularly. That's the thing because no. you don't care about social change, but I care about social change. And so that's, that's why we're doing I this. I care about social change. I'm just um, reluctant to believe that, um, that much of it is going to happen. Okay, we have the power. There we go. To I believe that ourselves. Sure. Yeah, and we most have people the... don't want. It's like follow me. Follow, where'd you guys go? You know. Okay, like... we only need one other person to there believe in us. All right, and I've had I believe that in, in you. you. There you I go. Know. See, oh, that's <laughs> it's just... like Sunny and Cher. I got you, babe. I right? hope it's not like Sunny and Cher, but anyway. Yeah, because so, so, but... I'm the one skiing into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this right. has gotten dark really fast. No, you've gotten sarcastic really fast. <laughs> right. So, so here's the thing, though. We we have the power to do a lot of things, but we've been talked out of it by not having adults in our lives when we were kids showing us how that that gener our parents' generation sucked, and then my generation pretty much really sucked. We sold out. And the next generation almost didn't even show up. And now we're back to people, young people, wanting to do something, anything, because they are so well, screwed at this moment. It's not funny. But well, there's a hope, lot of opportunity. Let's hope they maintain that energy because it seems like, you know, every generation starts out in their early 20s, we're going to change the world. And then... Well, you know, you. yeah, yeah. I mean, wait, wait, you know, don't you remember being twenty? And it I know, was but like, my don't trust was anybody over yeah, thirty. But then we sold out. Yeah, so. and they do. And most generations, then you. All right, well, they get beat down. So, what's that song? I went out to change the world, and the world changed me. You know. Well, that's so. the problem, isn't it? So, and that's pretty much what happens if you have the wherewithal to want to change. Things. Okay, so what are those things that we're always told? It's sort of like if you want to save electricity. You know, turn off your lights, but um, fix the water pipe if you're yeah, going to conserve water instead whatever. of hold the corporations responsible. Sure. Okay, so the first thing in the list is say, you know, call your congressperson. Oh, these are the things that don't don't work. do. These are not <laughs> going to work. If you don't watch the news, then you might not believe me, but they don't <laughs> care. They only care about what's in it for me. And what's in it for them is nothing to do with you unless you're writing a check for more than a million dollars. So don't listen. The minute somebody tells you to do that or to run for office, now that might be okay if you're the dog catcher. As long um, as you don't get co-opted. Okay. It's hard not to get co-opted. And the reality is you're going to be surrounded by the yeah. people who believe the same way as the Congress people. Sure. So let's not go there at this moment, because when you are an elected official, you will, and I promise you this, as sure as I'm sitting here, you will come out of it going, what in the heck was I thinking? So Right. Well, the, it's a broken system. So you can have good people well, in you, a broken and system. And it's not fixable right now. So we need leadership, right. but it's got to come at a different level. Um, purge your closet and donate. Yeah. Okay. So get rid of stuff. 
okay, but that is not going to change anything for maybe it changes it for you and that's okay, but don't let somebody tell you that, uh, using reusable grocery bags or it's like um, sweeping dirt around a room. Yes. Or reduce my closet to your closet reduce your dishes, uh, or your use reusable utensils. Yes, we should, but it isn't going to change anything except well, how you feel about what you're doing. Again, that's fine. If it's, if that's all you can figure out to do makes me feel smug. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> um, so quit wasting food. Okay. Duh. I mean, this is not going to change anything. One person or a family of four or five or a dozen, it is not going to change anything. And people are going to, you know, push back against me for this. But I just want to say, let's be transparent and okay. let's be honest that this is not going to change well, let the me, world. Yeah, let me let me sort of, yeah, I can hear people going, you know, well, of course, these are all good things to do. And of course they are. But it's not going to make that kind of sy systemic change no. that that our our world kind right. of needs right now. It's sort of like right. saying, um, you know, I'm I just got hit by a bus and somebody walks along saying you should get more exercise. Well, yeah, of course you should. Okay, but here's the thing: if you want to talk about wasting food, then let's go at the corporate level. Let's go to the big restaurant chains and. Again, you're probably not going to make a difference because they have policies and they're systemic policies. So you might go to the Red Lobster in your town and get them to save food for your pigs. Doubt it because they have certain things they have to comply with that make them the same Red Lobster in every community. So I'm saying wasting food is important as an issue, but it's not a game changer for the single person wanting to make a difference. Okay. So. And there are exceptions. I acknowledge that. There are definitely exceptions, but I'm telling you, if you want to succeed, this is where we have to go. And that isn't that direction. So mm -hmm. first of all, the number one thing that you have to do, because as Jay's pointed out a couple of times already, you're going to get co-opted. Everything about trying to change something that's systemic, whether it's in a very mini kind of way or a very large kind of way, <laughs> is it's going to have pushback. There'll be pushback. And I remember you saying as my number one advisor, because you never were invested <laughs> per, per, really what I was doing other than it was important to me. And he did, he did show up, bless his heart. At least when we were dating, he showed up. <laughs> After that, he just wrote a check. Well, I, I assume you're talking about domestic violence stuff. Yeah, or point. anything, anything. Yeah. So when I wanted to build the house, you showed up because I said we I could did. have a rendezvous, but you All didn't right. really care about houses made out of trash. No, but, but again, that's, that's one of those things where once you begin to experience some of the change, you may find that this, this experience is better than where you were at. Well, and, and that's true because here's the thing. We have to find out what we have in common with, and I needed it to be your idea. And so your idea was, Hey, that's I'm cheap. Condescending. No, you said I'm cheap. And I said, I, <laughs> I want to save the I world. Am cheap, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. So, so what I'm getting at is there are different reasons, but so he has been Jay Warmke has been my number one fan and supporter. And he always call, you know, rein me in or push right. me out. So you want to change the world. Everybody needs a number one fan and they supporter. Do. They do. Because Actually, that would change a lot. 
It would change everything. Sure, sure, sure. But you said to me, I remember once being very discouraged um, about when I was working to get battered women who'd killed in self-defense out of prison. And you said to me, you know, you know, you're winning. And I'm crying and I'm going, I'm so tired and I'm sick and I don't feel well. And you said, but I can prove it. Everybody's pushing back at you. You are winning. And I was like, I don't want to hear that. But the next day when I felt better, I thought, oh, yeah, I'm winning. Of course, I'm winning. Mm -hmm. So everybody needs that. But you can't have Mr. Wormke. He belongs to me. Uh So. So anyway, so there are a lot of things you can do to care for yourself. And that's where you must begin, because without a good foundation, a good mental outlook, that if you can't maintain that outlook, you have somebody who's your cheerleader or many cheerleaders, which I do have in my life, um, who bring right. me in quite and, constantly. And, and I, I can say that it is very necessary to have someone constantly in your corner, because when you're pushing out against the world in whatever position that is. Um, the world is always pushing back. There's always a lot of people who are telling you, you're not going to succeed. You're doing the wrong thing. Well, you're a bad and, person. And you're telling you're yourself that too, because, because it feels like you're not making any progress. Well, that's and then how suddenly you are. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up here. So, you're so you want to change what the world, you know? go make some friends, you know, well, make more than friends, make <laughs> Have some intimate, mates. intimate, people, people to be intimate with, and also people that are willing to sit down with you and brainstorm. Nothing is off the table. Um, They're willing to force you to um, state your case and prove it. Um, And they're, and they're, they're not there because they're going to judge you, but because they want you to succeed because they care. They may not give one rat's ass about the issue. Mm-hmm. And I think that often is has been very beneficial to me because then they didn't have anything invested in the outcome other than they wanted me to do what I wanted to do or not do what I wanted to do. All right. Well, let me break right here to uh, remind everybody you're listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and the Agitator Annie Warmke. <laughs> Reminding you it is indeed the end of the world as we know it. Oh, thank God. I wish it was true. Okay, so yeah, the end of the world is is what we're striving for, not, you know, obviously the apocalyptic end. We're just trying to change systems that are no longer functioning or maybe never did. Okay, I'm not sure I do want to do that. I don't have that power, but I do have the power to use the resources that I have to encourage people to be leaders. And that's what I'm interested in. So I'm just going to quickly go through a few things and I, and some that seem kind of funny. She's got lots of notes. I do have a lot of notes. So I'm sure we're going to have another, (laughs) there'll be a test at the end of this, right? (laughs) Well, the test is life living life. That's the real test. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So the first thing it says, uh, when I looked up the list is to meditate. And oh, these are recommendations from others on how to yes, change the yes. world. Yes, yes. Well, I, I you think may or may not agree with these. Uh, some of them seem rather really far out there, like the one that says get out in nature. That's true, but then it says yeah. get a national park pass, and I'm like, okay, mm, that'll uh, change the world because you won't be able to get out. <laughs> well, <you know? laughs> no, because they're saying it will show the government that it's important. But the problem with the national park pass is that it's gotten too many people going, and they're really destroying the ecosystem. Right. So I'm just saying there are fallacies to these recommendations. It seems a little too specific. Well, it seems a little sort of. 
blah, 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 uh, you know. But anyway, I think meditation, anything you can do to be outside with nature or you have to have somewhere to be alone with yourself so that you can rest your brain. Yeah. And you have, need that whether you're going to change the world. Or have make some sort of centered spiritual experience. You got to have you got to have some spiritual part of your life and if you don't, well, you're not going to make it because you're going to burn out or end up somewhere being committed or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um it's important to get information and so one of the suggestions they said read up on the United Nations Sustainable Del Development Goals and of course no, oh, it my, isn't my, even my. that. It's like, when are they actually going to do something? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah that but, seems pretty. But it's not, it is important to understand what the rules are if you're going to break them. So you should, if you want to change something in your neighborhood, go find out what the zoning laws are and the general rules, because you can't break those rules if you don't know what they are. So again, knowing this stuff, um, get inspired at a gathering, find people that are talking about interesting things. It doesn't have to be what you're interested in, but these will be people who know how to lead or they wouldn't have a gathering. And you're going to make some contacts, you're going to network, and you're going to need to know how to use the language of networking. So it says get learn a new language, but the new language I think you need to learn is how to connect and communicate with others. Because as a leader, if you want to make good trouble, you have to be able to, first of all, articulate, be able to speak about what you want to do. And then you have to convince people that it's their idea as well without that manipulation factor. Um, it says fix your posture. So that sounds silly. However, let me say what- <laughs> Sit up straight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My mom used to say that and put a book on my head. Uh -huh. um, but no, what, it, what to me it says is- take care of your health at a deeper level than I'm going to the doctor and get my annual physical. You know, the medical model is one thing that can benefit you, but having good spinal health, having good natural health, um, these are important things if okay. you're going to lead. But so far, all of these are internal things. This is all about how you first take care so of yourself. Yeah. So it's yeah. like Gandhi said, right? Yeah. Um, be the change you want to see in the world. Yes. Right. So if so, and this is something that I learned very early in my career, I think when I was uh, 31, um, I was doing, I was starting battered women's projects in rural areas and a lot of women would come and they had some drinking issues. I don't remember them particularly being alcoholics, although they were often married to one, but they were medicating, self-medicating. And I know that a lot of the strategies I helped them develop was to not indulge, don't smoke, don't drink, don't do drugs because it's not good. You end up in bad situations and then bad health. And then I couldn't say that to somebody in all honesty and being very transparent. If I was the one smoking, I was the one drinking, I was the one drugging. And so I just learned early on that in order to be okay with yourself, you have to care enough to not do those things. And I wanted to experience life. I wanted to feel sure. my, I wanted to really feel my life, which I had not had the luxury I, to I do. I remember, I think it was Bill Russell, a basketball player. I, I saw him interviewed once and he said he didn't drink because he wanted to be, live life aware. Yes, he just exactly. wanted to be aware. And when you're snockered, so. which I never could hold my liquor anyway, <laughs> half a glass of wine. And I was in love with everybody. And, and, falling down under the table asleep. But that wasn't the reason. 
it it really was i i wanted to feel my life and i wanted to know all the parts of it and that was powerful mm -hmm. so another one is turn what you love into a passion don't just say okay every day i'm going to go to the same job and i don't like it okay everybody's got to pay for their rent but then what's beyond that don't watch tv all the time get up and move around don't stare at that computer uh uh, screen all the time or your phone. Find find a mentor. This is what we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation. There are lots of mentoring programs out there right now um, that are pretty good for different uh, vocations, but also there are people in your life, your uncle, your aunt, your grandparents. Um, you know, I was lucky to have incredible grandparents who loved me deeply. I think I would have grown up to be a serial killer if I hadn't had them. And um, and, and they were good people. They showed me how to love and care for people. And much of that influences my life today. But then I've had amazing women that old women who gave me money and believed in my cause. And, um, and so mentoring, uh, is powerful, but it's also powerful for the person doing the mentoring. And that's sure. what I was going to say. Do. It's a, it's a two-way two street. street. So you're like saying, I, I don't want to impose upon these people. Well, that's not really what's happening. Oh, you're no, you're having a, a conversation. It's absolutely a gift. And, mm -hmm. and I think that uh, I know our, our business is really rooted in mentoring. And most of that happens. There's not a money exchange, but there is this sort of this really great relationship exchange. And then the person surpasses us. Sometimes that doesn't feel so great. It's like, wait a minute, Buster. Sure but then you go, wow, we did our job. And of course they hardly ever really leave. And so that's, that's a good thing too. <laughs> maybe, maybe a good thing. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, you know, we can talk about a lot of um, things, but I think one thing that we ha talk about a lot lately, not just you and me, but in uh, in general, is check, double check your sources, double check your information. Well, there's a thing, and that's going to get to be more and more of an issue. We've we've had this conversation because you, I will I will um, share with with the world, are someone who oftentimes believes what you hear as long as it meets with your internal dialogue. And, I know, but uh, I want to believe people and I can't seem I know, to not be like and, that. And, and now with, with virtual reality and with AI uh, manipulation of voice and video and all of this, uh, it's going to be really, really hard to be sure of what you're hearing is yes, actually true. I just realized what's wrong. Okay. I was raised Baptist. Oh. And so you must always always do what believe you're told. what I by authorities. Yes, right? and you must do what you're told, be seen so, and not heard. This may child. come as a shock, but everything you see and hear on the internet may not actually be true. So I know it's true. So let's so, uh let's double check. Double so, check. So <laughs> Triple check. Or or sometimes <laughs> ask a real human. That that might make a difference too. <laughs> or it may actually muddy the waters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so, and, and educate yourself, make that a continuous thing that you're doing in some way and not just about media stuff. You know, the news is, is, uh, it's important because if they're coming for you, you might want to get your toothbrush, but, uh, if it, in general, it's mostly BS. So, um, don't take things personally. That's a hard one for almost everybody. But if you're always making your decisions based on somebody's feedback. Uh, that's not going to work. I do think when people have been harsh with me, 
um, and, and unrealistic. I want to play that out in my head because yeah. somewhere in there is a degree of truth and I want to weigh that and I want to wear it for a minute. Um, I think, I think we're all guilty of sort of internalizing, especially if someone's shouting at you, but I did have one experience that I look back and I think that was quite incredible for me anyway, in, in a board meeting where this person who was supposedly in authority over me just lost it. I mean, they were screaming at me um, about something and in, a, in this board meeting with everybody watching and everything. And I remember sitting there thinking, wow, he's out of control. I wonder how I can use this to my advantage. Mm -hmm. And that is so contrary to my own, instead oh, yeah. of going, oh, what did I do wrong? I was just thinking, he's lost it. Yeah, now, well, stepping that, back one he, step. That puts him in a vulnerable position mm -hmm. in this argument, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, so, or you can say, does your mama know you talk yeah. like that? Well, people love that. And then they hate you, right? I don't care. <laughs> After so, that, you yell at me. You're, yeah, you're toast right, in my well, life. And, so. and clearly that's that's inappropriate behavior. So, well, it, it's, it doesn't get you anywhere, but out the door uh, or elected president. So, well, that may well be yeah. too. So I think also re-examining your life story, re-examining what your own inner dialogue is. And this has been a big thing in my own life of trying to play out, you know, you can't help what crosses through your brain, but you can help what you do with it. So if you're always telling yourself, uh, actually, science says at 15,000 words a minute, we speak to ourselves. So think of the commercial that is. So if I'm telling myself, you're stupid, you're lazy, you don't know anything, you never succeed at 15,000 words a minute, that's pretty harsh. So I have to re-examine, wait, where does that come from? And and I've got to create a different dialogue to replace it. So, so that's the value of saying the first step, which is just the first step in making good trouble, is yeah. I have to work on myself and I have to be clear about what my goals are. Um, so I want to, I maybe my goal is to organize my neighborhood and have a block party where everybody uh, comes together twice a year and shares information. Or maybe it's, we all collect up all the fruit from the neighborhood and we or make maybe jam. you just get to know your neighbors. That would be well, a good that's start. true. Or, or maybe, um, maybe I want to, um, reorganize, uh, the tree, uh, thing in my town, you know, the, the tree USA thing, because it's not working. Um, but it has to be local. Anything beyond that is out of your control. And, and so you need to understand that within yourself and, and how you're going to keep yourself shored up so you can go the distance. A whole lot of local becomes regional, a whole lot becomes of, it's got a rippling. national. Right. But it starts right there. Yeah. On, so you're kind of saying you, you got to build a foundation under yourself mm -hmm. because you're going to withstand, you're going to have to be in a position to withstand quite a lot of criticism, quite a lot of push. Or maybe not. You need to know or when things motivate. are good. Yeah, yeah. And you need to figure out how to m motivate yourself. You need to figure out how to motivate others. And you can say right now, oh, Annie, I don't know how to do that. Well, guess what? You probably do because- well, I because heard a, we all learn this. I heard a great line long ago. I don't remember where, but it says the world will step outside for a person who knows where they're going. Yeah. So if you're clear, you've got that foundation. That's that's a well, place the goal, to start. And I just say this as the parting thought is that all of this, in my mind, the work that we do at Blue Rock Station, the work that we do with Warmke Farm, 
uh, and doing the podcast is we are in the business of confidence building. First of all, with ourselves by taking risks and sometimes not getting it right, but we have the support of ourselves with each other and other people who care about what we're doing. Okay. I'm confident that we're out of time. So right, you have been listening. Show, you've been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. We want to thank our confident, uh, confidence man, Adam Rich, our producer. And we want to thank you for spending just a little bit of time with us. And as your grandmother hopefully told you, secret to a happy and sustainable life is... My grandma said, play nice with others, clean up your own mess, and eat your veggies. Until next time. You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at blurockstation.com. Blue